welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Monday morning. Yeah, we have spaghetti. We have meatballs. They're fiddling with the knobs. Yes, babyface Joel Salmon will be back producing this mess right now. We have Scott the Grizz Holmes checking in and joining me as always. My dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek, Martin Weiss. What a weekend for the Mets. I know you're as excited as I am. Martin, you were in Vegas. I'm sure everybody huddled around the TVs at the MGM, right? Watching these Mets finish off the Braves four out of five. Tell me the Vegas experience first, Martin, with the Mets and how everybody rallied behind them. I'm sure that's what happened, right? I mean, I'll be honest. It was a work conference, so I wasn't watching too much baseball. Ah. But uh, you did ask me what future bets I placed. And as soon as I landed, I took Dave Damashek's advice, which may never be good. I took the Mets to win the National League. Whoa. Now, Sheck, I think you had them to win the World Series. Uh, I don't know why I uh, accentuated World and World Series, but the World Series at plus 750, it's now down to five to one. Am I right? Wasn't that your pick? Yeah, well, obviously, um, it was more juiced up when I mentioned that. Yeah, I, I think the Metropolitans stand a pretty good chance of winning the World Series of Baseball oh. this year. Oh. Um, listen, the main thing, like we talked about a fortnight or so ago, is that with Scherzer and DeGrom, and if they continue to look anything like they looked over the last weekend, EGAD, and also that, you know, Four out of five against the Braves is humongous because Beautiful. the thing that would get in their way, anybody else's way too, is having to participate in that one game playoff first. It screws up the order in which you stack your starting pitchers and all of that. As long as the Metropolitans avoid that and it looks like they're tracking to do that, man, I know how well the Dodgers are playing, but that uh, that Metrop- the, what they can run out there with Scherzer, what he does in October, and then DeGrom, yikes. It seems great. It really does. By the way, we keep, I keep. I think I let everyone down. It's no longer a one-game playoff, right? It's two out of oh, three. Oh, I know. I keep saying yeah. the one-game. No, no, it's my fault. It's two out of three, but whatever. It's, 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 uh, I'm not going to say it's the same. It's a little less unlucky that you have to get, but if you're the Padres right now, that means you're going to have to go against Freed on the Braves or Wainwright or someone like that, and then that could be one game down, whatever. It's a short series and one that the Mets would not. I'm no longer... Not, I'm not going to say I'm not worried, but taking four out of five from the Braves, I really think we're going to win the division. I could see us blowing it in the playoffs, but you are right, Shaq. Sure Look who's weaning us in it. The man who made a documentary. Delay yep. football by a month. Push it back. Cousin Agreed. Sal says baseball's where it's at right Agreed. now. Look at him. Look at him. He's 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 a boy of summer. He's a sunbaked. He's he's growing a beard. Devil may care attitude. What Screw are we doing? Football for? says Sal. Play the music. Spaghetti meatballs. Play the music. Let's get this going. Let's play the Narcos music. This is this is Edwin Diaz entrance. Oh my goodness! It's like from a movie. Um, well, let's get it. I'm singing around the house all day. Look at this. Look, you got his back. Oh, we're watching video of it now. Here it is. Little drum build up. <laughs> this is exciting, Shaq. This is Pavlovian. It really is. Do you ever hear this? When I hear the horns, I'm like, oh, the Mets are about to win. That's what, that's what it means to me, right? Martin, when I was booking bets when I was in law school, if my pager would go off, I'm like, oh, I'm about to make money. You hear certain things and you associate them with victory. 
And this is one of them. Look at the fans are getting into it. <laughs> this is terrific. And Shaq, say, it's a song. Go ahead, Martin. Yeah. Th Woo. This is another thing that baseball gets absolutely right. The individual walk-up music, when yeah. deployed properly, like Enter Sandman for Mariano Rivera are right here right now. It's like, oh, shit. The game's over. Here he comes. Yeah. Look at Mr. and Mrs. Matt join. Look at they're even there in the, uh, the in the celebration. It's terrific, Shaq. It really is. And by the way, it's a song from Narcos. Are you caught up on Narcos? Do you watch Narcos? No, I I've never seen it. Oh, I love it. Oh, I man. love it. But I've seen every episode. It really isn't it great, Martin. But really, if you think about it, it's like, okay, here's our closer. Hopefully he gets us out of the inning one, two, three, and here's some accompanying music, which will remind you of villainous drug cartel murderers. So it's very Perfect. strange, but I love it. I love it. Oh Should no, we're, we're we're by the way, we're we're deep diving <laughs> the the boys. We're blowing through the have you watched this one? Oh, it's a it's like I uh, haven't. Bad I, guy, good yeah. guy, superhero kind of thing. It's fun. I like that. But no, I've not watched Narcos. Um, I mean, but, just the uh, song should really bring you there. That's what you should need to need to do, Shaq. And especially I can't if help it. I'm at seven fifty. Listen, my short attention span and otherwise requires me to ask, since I know we've had the conversation before. But refresh my memory: if you were a closer coming out of the pen or getting oh. into into the batter's box, what's uh, what's cousin Sal? It's going to be. It's going to be uh, disappointing to you, but probably working for a living from uh, Huey Lewis in the news. I mean, that's what I came out to. When I, when I wrestled, that was my song. That was my entrance song. So. You had, working for a living. Wait, wait. Yeah. In the Go unitard, ahead. you wore you you came out there and worked for a living. I did, I did. <laughs> what guy? What were you going with? What kind of weird? Like, yeah, your your foe was like, what the hell is wrong with this weirdo? Like, what what kind of depressing white stripes tune would you come out to? I'd I love wouldn't to hear come this. out. I, it would yeah. it wouldn't be some hipster song, as I've said before. It would be something to I would use it to my advantage as a competitor. Mm -hmm. I would do um, "You're Beautiful." That you know you're beautiful. I saw you <laughs> with another man. Because you're laughing and working for a living, you're going with yeah, you're, you're right. beautiful. You're right. Because then I step into the bat. I say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, I need a second here. Then I step out of the batter's box and I lock eyes with the pitcher. And then I like, I saw you with another man, and I start, yeah. I start mouthing the lyrics to him. Like, right. You're beautiful, like that. And, and mouth real intensely. Now this guy doesn't know what to do. Four pitch balls, probably not. Just puts one right, in, right in the, into my back. You know what? Yeah, of I course. I take my base. That, that yeah, now he knows what to do. You, you, you have to hope it's your back. It's probably your chin. I, I don't know which one, <laughs> but yeah, he hits you the chin. All right, Martin. Go team guy. Team away. guy. What's your song? What's your song, Martin? Honestly, I bet that neither one of you have ever heard of it. But if you YouTubed it, it was like uh, "Blood Pressure" by Cassidy. It starts oh, yeah. out with. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it starts out with like a real hard rock tune and then goes, uh, if I said if I ever have like my own show type thing, that would be my intro. I just think really? it's one of the coolest like first 30 seconds of a song I've ever heard. Because I'm working for a living. That's right. There you go. Don't make fun. It'll be effective. Well, it's two different things. One, you're at, you're saying as a batter, but I do think it's more effective. I think half the battles won with Edwin Diaz. It's, uh, you know, walking in from right center field. And uh, that music, like the batter, like they don't even want to step up to the plate at that point. My God, the horns. Two sides, two sides of the same coin. He's going narco to intimidate, and you uh -huh. are hard to take seriously out there. Like, well, how how good could this guy be if he's playing a 1982 Huey Lewis in the News song? 
And right. before he knows it, three three strikes. You know, sit there down you go. and think about it. Right. Well, we'll see. I don't have to think about it. I already thought it through. But uh, should he be carrying like guns and cocaine and then the ball yes. boy takes him from him as soon as yes. he gets to the mound? I wonder. <laughs> Just finish it off. No, these Mets are terrific. Meanwhile, Yankees, spaghetti, meatballs, not good. Swept by the Cardinals. I think they've lost like five in a row now. And uh, I, I don't know what the uh, Cardinals are now in first place. Um in the NL Central. This is the first time Spaghetti, a National League team, has ever swept the Yankees. I mean, I guess there's interleague's been going on for quite a while or for the long time. What, what, since in 15 years? Something crazy, some kind of number. Go ahead. While I find that Spaghetti. That's true. I I, I had no idea. I mean, uh, look, you got to assume at some point they're going to have a little bit of a slump. Uh, John Carlston not being back obviously hurts. The the pitching being as bad as it has been has been a a bit of a shock, especially since they made all those moves, the deadline, which is why they did make those moves, though, to, you know, to bolster up that pitching staff. But, uh, you know, they're going to they're going to hit some speed bumps here and there and they have a month to figure it out before, you know, the real competitive baseball starts. So I'm fine. I'm still cool, calm, collected. All right. We don't like them like that, do we, Shaq? We don't like cool, calm, collected spaghetti, do we? Oh, listen, what we should all wish for is for the Yanks to play the Astros. Yankees fans get, Mm. they they leave the Bronx and ascend up to Mount Pius to get down on the Astros and assume the rest of baseball America is with them. Like, surely you're on the Yanks side, right, everybody? We all hate the Astros. Yeah, but... What they did was in the last five years, we've hated the Yankees for an entire lifetime. That's hard hard to choose for, for the rest of baseball. Well, I'm, I'm hoping, I mean, really, it, pay, it paid and paid and paid dividends with the uh, Penguins-Rangers. I'm hoping, I don't know how this would happen, but Pirates-Yankees is what I'm rooting for if my Mets can't get there. <laughs> is there any Pirates chance? Already, Pirates already swept the Yankees. Oh, no, they swept the Dodgers. Never uh, mind. What hey, speaking of uh, a former <laughs> Pittsburgh Pirate, we have yeah. to. I want to just take a moment to recognize Daniel Vogelbach going for first uh, of all. Ah, uh, I just need. To, I just. I saw that. That needs. We just take a moment and just just comment on that big man moving that fast. There's just so much to talk about between Scherzer and then the Grom uh, retiring the first seventeen and Diaz and the song and him being great. And by the way, I love him at now. It's now eighty to one for him to win a Cy Young award. You know, look at his numbers; just phenomenal. If you have a Alcantara, we're going to win fourteen games and win the Cy Young. You could consider a guy like Diaz, who has twice as many strikeouts as innings. But anyway, Vogelbach, as you said, and here's what gets me crazy. And even the New York reporters, I watch the post game shows and everything. They like they they nobody wants to say he's. Fat. Fat, Shaq. Nobody wants to say, oh, the fat guy is, is incorrect. I've called him fat many times. No, I, I know, but <laughs> all the, um, I, again, I think we we were kind of out there with this, but you look at these reporters and they're like, he's just so much fun to watch. Like, yeah, why? Because he's fat. Because that, that's why. Just go ahead, say it. Just complete the sentence. Why else would he be fun to watch? Just say it. I don't understand why everyone's so afraid. I mean, I think, Martin, you, there's no fat people to make fun of anymore, right? It's, it's just so taboo. Once Martin well, lost I mean, all the weight, it was over. I guess maybe that was it. Maybe I was just <laughs> the final straw. But, I yeah. mean, the thing is, you know, most of the time you make fun of fat people because they're not doing super athletic things. They're being slovenly. and mm-hmm. like, No, this is a celebration of fat. This is, this, is a, this is a sign that shows mm-hmm. you you can be whatever you want to be and eat whatever you want to eat. This all yes. I have to. I mean, I mean, come on, this guy. I mean, and look at him too. He he went from the bottom to the top and playing with the Mets now. Like, you know, I mean, this guy. This is a success story. Great. He's a DH. He gets in there. We see him just enough. He's just so much fun to watch. Why? Why? I just. He's just so much fun. 
<laughs> what is it? It does that? have what the Babe about? Ruth fat guy run. <laughs> like it doesn't look like it's set to the, to, like it's one and a half times too fast. Yeah, right. It doesn't look natural the way he moves. He's a, yeah. he's a fat guy, coach. but maybe. Shouldn't we resent him on some uh, on some level too? Yes, he's to be celebrated because he looks like us, but then also he takes away our excuses of like, well, I would be playing professional sports if I were in better shape. Yeah, that's true. But like now this show off is out there being a, a plus size professional athlete. No, Dave, this is an example of representation matters. All mm. fat kids out there now should be able to see him and say, you know what? Maybe I don't have to look like Juan Soto to play baseball. Right. Usually you know, there's I an inspiration. Go out there. But you know what's not inspiring? How, like, the, what is it? Like the 2014 Detroit Tigers rotation is playing such a major role in the postseason between Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, and, like, I mean, J.D. Martinez is, uh, like, on, like there's so many players – from that Tigers team that are just sprinkled out, and I'm probably going to bet against one of them today in Andy Ball Sanchez for my player of the day because he's mm. lost it. But if the Tigers had just kept who they had, they'd be so much better than they are right now. Oh, Yinsink, Yinsink. star team out of the uh, former Tigers and former Pirates. Just the That's guys right. you guys. I was going to say, oh, you, you, Yinsink, the darkness is your friend. You only, I was born into, I mean, so way back to Jason Schmidt, uh, um, yeah. you, you know, Chaz Garrett Morton Cole, and Garrett sure. Cole, Jameson yeah. Tyone, and and beyond, yeah, Joe Musgrove, so on and so forth. Yeah, it's it's grotesque. It's I a, do think back back to Vogelbach for a minute when and Martin when he's you know he's trying to score from first and he's got a lot of a big head of steam. If you're you know it's one thing if you're scoring from second or even third on a a tag up or something, but. Taking off from first and getting that and no slowing down. What must the catcher be thinking? He's got to be thinking like, oh, Jesus Christ. Relay, shortstop, please just hold on to the ball. Please don't, uh, just, don't please, throw, throw it up the line. Yeah. Throw it up the line. Yeah, throw it up yeah exactly. First baseline so I can dive out of the way, still look like I'm hustling. Right. You know, I, but, throw it into the broadcast <laughs> booth. I don't want anything exactly. to do with this. Yeah. This uh, is the summer of fat guys in pro sports when you think, who was the fat point guard that we watched in the NBA playoffs playing prominent Kyle Lowry. Kyle right? Lowry, okay. yeah. So Kyle Lowry, uh, Leonard Fournette shows up fat. Jordan Davis is the bell of, uh, uh, mm-hmm. of uh, social media today for pushing Jason Kelsey backwards. He's a big fat guy. And uh, at the top of the the fat mountain is uh, is your guy, Danny Vogelbach, now. Didn't John Daly hit a ball across the highway or Daly. something? He did something interesting for a day. I don't know what yeah. he did. Uh, uh, Dodgers Padres, oh. we should probably talk about that. 20 to 4. The Dodgers sweep them. Padres make all these moves. They're scary. Dodgers like, we don't give a shit. We still own you. 20 to 4 over the weekend and a three-game sweep. And, uh, you know, I was listening to Hench on minus three, and he made all the good points about the Padres lineup and, and batter for batter. They're better for, than the Dodgers just sticking it, you know, just from what the, the moves they made. But you got to look at it. And I know this is the year that nobody hits 250. It doesn't matter, right? Except... It does matter when you play the Dodgers and go up against pitching like that. The Padres, with all those big names, I think only have two guys, 265 and above, and it showed uh, over the weekend. My God, the Dodgers just just crushing these teams. It sure seems like that was their fatal flaw, and it's funny because I was thinking in real time, listening to Kevin Hench on minus three, tout the Padres as having great value as a, as a World Series pick, and, and indeed they are, but obviously they're not going to catch the Dodgers. So now they have to play that series, not a one mm-hmm. game, but a series. And, and I'm with you completely. He's a little over his skis, as many people are, about their Hench. big three rotation. Hench and yeah. a lot of Padres yeah. backers now. It's like, 
that does that really stack up with what the Metropolitans and the Dodgers and otherwise are going to throw out there? I think no. No, I don't think so either. We went over all the pitchers they would have to maybe go against in a wild card scenario. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's Darvish, fun. And then I, I, I'm going to forget about most of this once football starts. But um, we should uh, mention Pete Rose made a fool of himself once again. Um, yeah, I don't care about the play-by-play stuff. They put him in the booth and he, he said the word cock and shit. So that's fine. But before the game, what were they doing, <laughs> Check. They were celebrating in 1980. Phillies World Championship. They couldn't do it over COVID, so this was the 40-year reunion, even though it was 42 years. Is it something yeah. like that? I, I think, yeah, I think it was honoring, it was. right. It's it, it's a weird thing in, in, in... I mean, obviously, I'm sure Marty Weiss and the youngsters only associate Peter Rose with, uh, with the Reds and secondarily, probably the Expos. The Phillies, though, obviously is where he, he got the ring and, you know, yeah. in the vet with Tug McGraw and Schmidt and all those guys. Um... But yeah, I guess I don't know how old the story is because honestly, I had never heard it. But it happened 50, fifty-five years ago, babe. 50, that's all <laughs> fifty-five years ago, he so that's what happened. He slept with a fourteen-year-old girl. I mean, and he his was asked about like oh, I was too long ago to worry about. Yeah, so here's what happened. Yeah, he was asked about the sixteen, maybe fifteen, maybe fourteen-year-old uh, girl he slept with in the seventies, and yeah, just like Martin says, he just he says um, to the female. Um, questionnaire, questioner says, that ah, was 55 years ago. Nobody cares, babe. And then he doubled and tripled down and said, Hey, if you weren't born, then you shouldn't comment on that. As if that's anything to do with like, like he doesn't comment on anything before it was ridiculous. No uh, opinions well, on Mussolini. I wasn't born. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> um, should she have taken, I don't know. Should he have eaten the apple? I don't know. What, what, um, odds that he makes, uh, Odds that he makes it into the Hall of Fame during any of our lifetimes. Martin, you're going to live longer, but I still put it at 9 to 1, plus 900. Uh, Pete Rose will never be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, and I, the other thing I associate, he broke the uh, singles record on September 11th. I, uh, so I was just like, it's just a, a wild day all around with Pete Rose. But, um, yeah. What do you mean he broke it on September? Not the, not the September 11th. Just no, it was it was I, yeah. I don't remember what year it was, but it was the day it was I, I had this uh, when I was a kid, my mom gave me a, a CD of all of these famous radio calls. And I that see. was on one of the calls. Um, but yeah, I don't know how, what I find fascinating is how does he have that moment pregame and still join the broadcast later? Yeah, like, right. That's what I mean. Like somebody didn't say, like you know what? Hey, Pete's running a little hot right now. We might want to scale mm. him back a little bit. Let's just let him get his standing ovation and then sit mm. there and watch a ball game. Yeah, listen, he's a great a asshole. He just is, and uh, and I I know a lot of it has to do. With, you want to say, oh, he's in his eighties now. It's like now, um, you know, I I wanted to come to his defense a little bit. I read his book and I actually flew out to Dallas and I wrote about this in my book to interview him. And I took the position that, you know, all right, um, I read the book and he's a numbers guy. And I think he was bored being a manager and he's such a numbers guy and he thought he could figure it out. And I gave him the benefit of the doubt that he didn't bet against his team, whatever. We kind of know that he, he might have at this point. And, I, and when I interviewed him after, by the way, 40 minutes of interviewing him on on other shit that no one cared about. I finally interviewed, I asked him about the gambling. He's like, and he said almost to me exactly what he said to this woman yesterday. He's like, nobody cares about this. This was 35 years ago. Ask me one more question and it will be your last question. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I said, uh, okay, do you think we'll ever hang out? And then he 
throws the microphone off and that was it. I figured if I had one more question, that was going to be it. But uh, hey, Pete, I, I, don't, don't worry about what people want to hear, okay? Because I did. you gave me 20 minutes on um, your double A time in Utica, New York, which I'm sure no one gave a shit about. And you wrote about this in your book. So he's just an asshole. What are you going to do? That's just how it is with him. And I don't think, check, I don't think he gets in the Hall of Fame. Certainly the people in place right now are not going to put him in the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, he's, it, it, he got to that place where the old timers get to, like Cliff Branch. It's a shame that he didn't get in while he was still alive, and, and you feel that lament. But he's now gone past that point, and now, like, who's going to be his advocate in 25 years? Like, you know, right. n- there's no going to be anyone walking the big blue marble who's going who's gonna to tout him. Barry Bonds mm-hmm. has a much better chance. I would say, but you know what? I'm sorry. Quick detour. Old Manning cast. You see my hands. I didn't um, Google it or anything, but let's go back and forth, Sal. I'll do the <laughs> Phillies. Bob Boone at catcher. Pete Rose at, at first. Manny Trio at second. Larry Boa at short. Schmidt yeah. at third. Gary Maddox in center. Very Greg good. Luzinski at in left. And in right, Bake. Was, it was Maddox in center? Maddox was in center for those 78 when they battled the Dodgers. Was he in center all the way uh, through 90? I think he was, yeah. I remember him. Ca- I'm pretty sure he caught the final out in the Astrodome of the NFC. Darren, Darren, Darren the Dalton, the catcher? No, 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 no. That's oh, am I going Dalton. too far? No, Bob Boone. Yeah, Bob Boone. Oh, you're Boone. Oh, right. Oh, 80. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of the wrong. Okay, 80, yeah. Porter 80, right. behind the dish, I think, gotcha. for yeah. the Royals. Brett. At third, Martin this is fell the most sleep here. UL Washington. <laughs> well, I'm uh, looking it up to see if you guys are right. UL with I the toothpick. No UL Washington UL for the Washington. kids out there. Yeah, w- had a toothpick in his mouth while he played shortstop in major right. league in the major leagues. He would dive around and he would turn yeah. double plays, jumping over people with a toothpick in I his like mouth. It. Very cool. But Freddie yeah. Patek was at second or sh- was no, he? No, no, no. Was he at that. short? Am Frank I d- White. way off? Oh, Frank, Frank White, White at UL Willie, Washington at short. Willie um, Mays Aikens at Willie first. Willie Mays Aikens, yeah, the big slugger at first. Willie um, Wilson in center. center. And then the, the Amos two, Otis. That sounds right. Left. And uh, who'd we say in right? Gorman Tot? No. Um, no, nah, it wouldn't right? have been Gorman. No, no, no. Uh, All right. Who, I can't figure who it out. Who closed it out? Who was the closer to, and who was the last at bat? You guys Tug, just said one of them. Tug was Tug I, McGraw. Yeah. Yep. And what I remember out. from that top of the ninth. Who did he strike out? Who did he strike out, Martin? Who they just said his name. Frank just a second White. Ago. Nope. Willie Wilson. Yep. What Willie I remember Wilson. most from that top a world, of the ninth. He set a ninth. World Series record striking out 12 times in six games. Oh I my hated God. that I Phillies he was a contact team. hitter. That's a leadoff hitter, too, right? Wow. <clears throat> I hated that Phillies team because I'm a Pittsburgh guy and there was a rivalry between sure. the two Pennsylvania teams at the time. Yeah. Um, but what I remember was the first or second out is Bob Boone goes over to to catch a pop foul by the uh, first base dugout and it hits his glove and falls out and Pete Rose is standing Drops next him to him Rose's and he glove. Yeah. right and he catches it and then yeah. spikes the ball like he would yeah, always do off yeah, the, the turf. spiking thing. Oh, once he got introduced to turf, that was it. All right, still an asshole and uh, not making the Hall of Fame, I don't think. But. Uh, what is making the Hall of Fame? Our play of the day. Oh boy, these picks are. Uh, we, we call it lightning in a bottle here. Now I've I've uh, <laughs> I lost. Martin lost. Check one with his football pick. Um, you had the Raiders. What was it first Thursday night? Quarter. The Raiders to win the first quarter. 
Yeah. Good job by you. That Jaguars team, whatever whatever team they put out there, just looked horrific until the very last drive. And I watched every bit of it because I had the under in the game, which miraculously <laughs> held on, even though it was 20 to nothing at half. It held on until the last drive. So uh, I'm already, I don't know, maybe I should stop betting football. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not good at this. But What, uh, what did I tell you? Did I, did I get it right or did I get it right? I told you baseball fat. I ran out of gas. It's football season. This is going to be <laughs> glorious. I'm batting a thousand. Well, that's All a right. baseball reference. Yeah, but I'm batting on. a thousand this football season, everybody. <laughs> your kick, your extra points are at 100% uh, ratio. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to check. We have the same game. I'm on the Mariners Yankees over seven and a half. I don't know what the hell's going off these Yankees, but these two teams played last week. They scored nine, 14, and 10 runs um, in the three games. Gilbert on the hill for Seattle, five and a third, six earned runs last week against the Yanks. Talion, four and two thirds, five earned runs against the uh, against Seattle last week. I think the bats stay lively. I don't know why this is so low, but I'm not going to read into it too much. I think it'll be 4-4 at some point. I'm going over. Sheck, I think you like the over also, and you're taking the Yankees to snap out of this funk. Yeah, all right. Well, then uh, next, I guess this, uh, you, you spoiled everything <laughs> I had sorry. to say. I'm sorry. Okay, what else go ahead. Yeah. No, you're exactly right, and, and, and for what it's worth, the Yanks haven't been great. The Mariners, since the break, have beaten up on bad teams. The Yanks don't count as a bad team. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know... Uh, I do like a Tyone, not great again. You know, the pitching matchup indicates that based on what we just saw a week ago, that uh, the lineups have the edge on on both starting pitchers there. Um, I don't expect to see either guy last and pass, let's say, six innings. Um, I think go over, and I think the Yanks get off the schneid here. All right. That was a longer version of what you just said, but yes. Speaking of that, I'm surprised after how Castillo had ran through them the few times that the Reds that he pitched against them. I'm really surprised that they went for Montas instead of making sure they really got uh, Luis Castillo, Mm. the Yankees. But I'm going to bet against Anibal Sanchez, one of those members of the Detroit Tigers rotation who's not necessarily uh, having the success as as his Tiger career has ended. He's got a 7.65 ERA. The over for this game is seven and a half. I'm gonna go ahead and take the over, and I'm taking I'm taking the over, and I'm parlaying it with the money line, uh, with the Cubs, and I'm also taking minus one and a half. I'm all over Chicago Cubs today because again, Anibal Sanchez not good pitching for a bad team. This is, I mean, so Cubs forty three and sixty four, Tigers forty three and sixty seven. Wow, this is those are big cities, Shaq. This team shouldn't be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? That's get uh, us the football. If Marty's betting on <laughs> bum teams, what are we doing? Come hey, on. By the way, I, I um I meant to bring this up last week or I, I don't know a month ago, but you 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 brought up ERA, Martin, and I almost think they should change it because it's based on nine innings, and pitchers don't go nine innings. Starting pitchers, they go four and a half innings. So the ERA should be based on four and a half. And isn't that going to give you a, why do we have to do the calculation on our head? Like this guy gives up um, five and a half runs every nine innings. Like, okay, but he's not going to pitch nine innings. He's going to pitch four and two thirds. So what am I looking at here in terms of an over under for betting and, and something else? Am I right check or, or, or did we need to make that conversion or can they do that for us? I, it, it makes a, a ton of sense. It's funny how irrelevant the stats that, 
everybody leaned on for, you know, I don't know, 100 years are now kind of moot in general and have been mm-hmm. replaced by newfangled ones. Yeah, I think you're you're right because it it never has it been as bad as it is now in terms of the lack of complete games and otherwise. Yeah, I was it's funny every day I get duped by exactly what you're talking about. I look at and see what the two starting pitchers yeah. combined ERA is and kind of evaluate that with the with the total set on the game and it's like what are we really looking at like pitchers who go five and five and a right. third inning like it's it it does impact the way you bet a little bit yeah like, let's look at their a- bullpen as much as anything else right. for the era because they're going to be featured um j- just as, as almost equally yeah i mean a batting average well, is a calculation damn it. i think animal sanchez is going to give up at least five runs today how about that well that, i that's mean that's how opinion. we end up that's how we end up getting tricked into looking at it like his era is five he's going to give up five in the five innings he pitches but okay great Bet every over at that point, but uh, the Here, problem is every- I got a football question yeah. for you, Sal. Talking Go about ahead. five, one of my future bets that I laid, I laid a couple on your. Now team, you were in Vegas this weekend, yeah. Let's hear about yes, them. over five interceptions for Trayvon Diggs. Ooh, you know, I, I read a, a depressing stat um, that doesn't bode well for the Cowboys' defense or any defense that boasts a lot of interceptions. And the Cowboys, I think, top three in interceptions. Um, the, the the stat basically indicated that the following year, this team defensively falls apart to an extent. And I think the conclusion is that interceptions are lucky for the most part. I, and and I, 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 I'd love to get five. What did he have last year? 11? What did he have? He I know he had like at least, I think he had, I know he had 10 through like the first yeah, 10 weeks of the 11. season. We'll, so, we'll but, up, but, but I, know I, I don't know. I, I just I get tried. depressed because it's, it's, uh, Deion Sanders, I feel, was like all over the place, uh, and earned most of his interceptions. Things like everything else could be tip ball or whatever. Check, what do you think of that? I, it does kind of make sense. There are guys who, over the course of a career, are ball hawking sorts, and Deion Sanders mm-hmm. is strange. Rod Woodson is another one, probably, but you don't see high-end 21st century co- uh, cover corners with a ton of interceptions. And it makes sense that te- right. that offenses just steer away from that guy. And so, it, you know, Diggs, people were talking about that by midseason last year that, yes, he's high risk. So you throw in his direction, he picks it or gets smoked. It kind of right. is the, the two results, uh, sort of like a, a baseball slugger. He's either going to hit a home run or he's going to strike out. That's kind of what Diggs is, I guess, as a, as a cover corner. Yeah, you look then, at um, – go ahead, Martin. So you went over? I'm taking the over there, and I'm taking an over for another one of you guys. Go ahead. Who? Michael Parsons over 11 and a half sacks. Mm, We're talking about fat guys earlier. There's not a lot of fat guys that can stay in front of Michael Parsons, who is decidedly not a fat guy. Right. And All if, right. They, if they set him down there on the line, if they really just, you know, have him rush the passer, I think 11 and a half is – you might be sitting. He he might have like the like Diggs interception run last year. We had ten through ten games, tennis with eleven. Could see right. Michael Parsons having ten sacks through ten games. I like that better. I like that bet better. I, I was I was actually looking at this the other day as I, I did my research. The best, you know, the best defensive players, the best cornerbacks, typically are around four or five interceptions. You look at James Bradbury. Uh, you know, Darius Leonard uh, is a linebacker and he was hurt. Uh, Jalen Ramsey had four. Bradbury had four. Um, you know, Xavier Howard had five. So 11 is, is, is very fluky, but 
I'm, I'm going to be rooting for you. I, for one, will be rooting for you. You would think what it else would, would be safeties yeah. more, ball hawking, speedy, yeah, right. safeties ranging around back there. You would think somebody like that would be more inclined because, right, the digs is they're throwing in his direction for a reason. It's because he Micah can be Hyde bad, had but. six. Yeah. Um, Quandry Diggs had five. I'm looking at safeties, all the big ones. You know, I, I, it, it's just tough. It's a, I guess where the balls get tipped more is. Um, I guess, is but isn't things. it weird yeah. now that you now that you mention it that given you know how much uh, NFL teams throw the ball compared to 25 years ago Should that nobody is really cha- well. I guess Diggs did challenge it, but I mm-hmm. remember back to was it 1980 when Lester when Lester the molester Hayes uh, mm-hmm. had what did he have 11, 12, something like that, maybe even 13. Yeah, I know he picked six uh, snake stabler in the wild card round. I remember that one. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's weird that you don't see that. Shouldn't there be more individual interception totals challenging history? Probably. Probably. Well, all right. You got Go ahead, you Mark. got the Cowboys got Daniel Jones twice, Carson Wentz twice, Jared Goff, uh, Justin Fields, Davis Mills, and Ryan Tannehill, and then Jalen Hurts twice. So I feel it's not exactly a murderer's row. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go over this Daniel Jones thing because some Daniel Jones news or footage came out um, <laughs> this weekend. And I know Eddie Spaghetti is uh, not depressed, but depressed about the reaction of uh, people in general. But let's take a quick break and then we'll talk NFL. All right, I teased it right before that quick break. There's tape out of Danny Dimes missing a wide receiver badly. Um, didn't seem like he was under pressure and just threw it out of bounds. Uh, go ahead, Spaghetti. Let's hear your take on it. I know it's going to probably be uh, who gives a shit. This is um, just an isolated play yes. in August practice. Yes, exactly. It's the equivalent of caring about like baseball and the indulgence of the summer. It's just, it's oh. it's very dumb. It oh. doesn't, it, it's, they also tell you as like fans and whatever, when you show up to not record any of these like practices um, mm-hmm. for these kind of reasons, I'm sure if we went to all 32 teams, we see, we see some pretty awful plays. I know Lombardi tweeted out like sign Jimmy G. Well, number one, they can't like, like have no money to do that. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Uh, and number two, he's throwing the ball away in a practice. Like I know the Giants offense has been great this camp, but um, it's mm-hmm. barely August when this happened. I'm not going to get upset over it. Like, yes, Daniel Jones is not going to be a pro bowler, but he's going to be fine. He's going to be what the Giants seem to do this year. And it's just a play in practice. Like we have to stop overreacting to stuff like this. Is this the equivalent of you go to a lot of comedy shows? Like don't record the comic on stage just in case the he you know he bombs. You don't want those jokes out there. You think it's kind of the same thing? It's partially that. It's partially to do with like you know showing formation and stuff to other teams who clearly could watch. Uh, I mean, this stems from like you know the Spygate sort of thing. So I mean, this play unfortunately leaked out. It wasn't great. And then also again saying to sign Jimmy G, it's like this guy misses open receivers. His cost his team a Super Bowl for literally missing his receivers. So I don't think that's really the upgrade the Giants need. All right. Well, listen uh, again. This, I, I, it, uh, go ahead, Mark. I was about to say this kind of is like it's obviously the reverse tour. Where it's like, and like, as soon as you're hanging on for one good thing, but like, I don't necessarily have a problem with the guy missing somebody when it's like you got a new offense you're setting in there, like you're trying to figure you got new head coaching staff. Like, this is the pro football focus. Like, did the guy run the wrong route? Did the quarterback make a bad throw? I feel like this is more acceptable. Like, you can figure this out. If this has, like Eddie said, if this is happening in September, then that's a bigger issue. I wouldn't, but like, if Daniel Jones had, like, not missed a wide receiver badly and just hit him in stride all week, I wouldn't be like, this is not news. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, who gives a shit? It's, it's the first <laughs> week of August. It's a, it's a, it's an out route. That he, I don't know if he intentionally threw it that. Who got? What difference does it make? It may, right, it listen, have no- here's what difference it makes. It, it gives. I'm glad it happened because it gives us an opportunity to dive into his uh, player prop situation. I love here, it, right? Can All we right, bet so- on if he's the starting quarterback in 2023? Because that's the prop that intrigues me with the Giants. Well, oh, in 2023. Yeah. Um, What's yeah, your bet before you issue the more uh, the here and yeah. now bets? I'm going to say yes. A, really? Yeah, I'm going to say yes. I think he makes it. I, I I hate myself for this. I'm usually way down on the Giants. I don't know. That, I don't think they're going to win 10 games, but I think they're going to go. I'll, I'll, I'll put it out there. I think they're going to get seven or eight wins, which I know is right around their over under. I think I have them at eight and nine. And I think Daniel Jones is fine this year. His over-under touchdown passes is 22 and a half. His over-under passing yards is 34, 49 and a half. I'll go, you know, I don't like overs. And by the way, Sheck, what a, what a, what a, what, what Bush League it was. You've given out all those overs and player props. I can't help it. I wanted to join you. Oh my God. Intellectually, intellectually on minus three. So on extra points last week, Sal tells us, you know, the, the classic, the guy who goes to the craps table and bets don't pass line and is a curmudgeon. I agree with him betting the unders on all skill position guys on their season totals because guys are going to get hurt when they're running into each other on purpose. I agree with it intellectually. I sat down to, to pour through them and try to figure out which ones I like best. And I kept finding ones I liked over. It just went I can't, over. I can't oh, help boy. it. I'm a sunny. I have a sunny disposition. What can this I? This is you? not don't pass. This is this is this is betting don't pass. If the guy um, uh, rolling the dice rears back and tears his ACL rolling the dice yeah. and comes up craps every time. Like this is the there's something to go up, especially running backs. But I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm making an exception here with the quarterbacks. You won't see me take many overs. Spaghetti, I'm going over 22 and a half. And it's for the same reason Martin gave out. Panthers, Bears, Jags, Seahawks, Texans, Lions. Giants have a lot of winnable games. A lot of suspect secondaries out there. I know he missed some games. So historically looking back might be pointless. But he had 24 in 2019. Galladay, Kadarius, Tony. Is Shepard starting on PUP? I think is that what is that what's going on? Shepard's still dealing with an injury. They also did draft uh, Wondell Robinson in the second round too, so a lot of weapons there. Everybody likes their draft picks. This kid out of Kentucky is a uh, second right, second round receiver. Twenty two and a half is one point three a game. Come on, I know Spaghetti and Piacenti approve. I heard him on waiver wire. I'm going over twenty two and a half. A rare over you'll hear me take with these player props. Go ahead, Martin. What do you like? I want over passing yards. Okay. Mm. I, I feel like he finishes just short, just short of four thousand, and makes that question: that, Is he the starter next season? That much harder, because if he goes under these numbers, I feel like the answer is going to be no. He's not going to be the like he may be in there, but he's they're going to try to move on and, and try to uh, figure out that position. But I'm going to go over passing yards. I think he probably finishes in between somewhere between three uh, thirty six thousand, thirty eight thousand. Or 30, or 38,000. 30, wow. I'll take that bet. Yeah. Oh my God. I hope but you didn't bet that in Vegas. I did yeah. take some other unders though while uh while we were on the subject. Yeah. I didn't, I'm not like Dave. I, I, I tried to go with the South. I want to be with batting. you, Marty. I know you're right. I, I, I understand that I can't help it. I'm an optimist. I'm glass half full. You know Let that. Let me hear, Martin. Let me I, I hope you I hope they're running backs because they, they go they go down like flies. Go ahead. Well, what is it? Christian McCaffrey, rushing receiving yards under fifteen hundred fifty. Yeah. I'm taking under there. Uh and then Miles Garrett. Sacks under 13 and a half. Mm. And then Aaron Rodgers 
under 4,100, under four, yeah, 4,100 and a half passing yards. All right. Okay, look, I love all the others. Without Devontae Adams. I love them all. But, Shaq, so. this, this, for, for a guy who's supposed to start all season long, these are pitiful no, over-under numbers. I agree. 22 and a, 34-49 for a pro quarterback in 2022 who's supposed to play every game. God, what do you right. think? Much, is, much has been made of Dayball likes to throw the ball around. Witness what right. he did in Buffalo. I think the best coaches understand that they have to bend to where – the talent that they have out there. I suspect Dable will do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Saquon Barkley, I'm going to stand by it. Just, I mean, doesn't he need to get a break already? I mean, is he just always going to get hurt at some point? I know Spaghetti's like, oh, it's overstated that Saquon's injury prone. He's injury prone to this point in his career. But at some point, he's got to catch a break, contract year, all that. That said, so I'm going over Saquon's totals. But also, to your point, Sal, that's... the. 3449 <laughs> um, in pass yards in 17 games is like it, it's reading it as though he is, you know, has a pretty close pass run split or something like that. I just don't. Right. That's bad. And, and is Tyrod Taylor. I mean, like where the Giants, where would the Giants need to be for the coaching staff to say, like, yeah, it's, an, it's enough with dimes. Let's go with Tyrod. You get nothing out of making that move. Unless you're kind of borderline in contention for a playoff spot, right? I, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm looking. Like, what would they? Ro- what would make them sit dimes down? And I can't really figure you out. You have what- to get hurt. Yeah, aside from an injury, I mean, I'm looking. Taylor Heineke had 34 19. Um, there's 18 players who had better than 34 50. Uh, so it would make sense. He's not the 19th best quarterback. Daniel Dimes probably is further down the list. But for God's sakes. Give him a full year. He should have to have to eclipse 3450 somewhere in there. Um, there you go. So that's it. So I don't know, spaghetti worse than the video footage of him throwing that ball out of bounds. I think this is worse news for you that the three of us are betting Danny Dimes over props. I do like the over on the props. Like I, you know, like Sal, you just mentioned me and Jen were talking about this yeah. uh, on waiver wired. And I, I do think uh, from just stable style with the amount of receivers they have, I think he's going to have to throw the ball, especially because this guy's betting on himself. They don't have the fifth year option, which is why that question you guys brought up, is he going to be the giants quarterback next year? is pretty interesting because I'm with you, Sal, like, if they win 79 games, they're not going to be in the market for drafting one of the top. They're not going to get, you know, mm-hmm. Bryce Young. Uh, there's too many other bad teams like the Seahawks, for example, that are going to be in that mix, the Texans potentially. So, like, what do the Giants do? Do you give Jones another contract if he's kind of underwhelming or you just trade a massive amount of picks to get to the number one spot? So it's going to be interesting, but I definitely think that he's going to throw the ball a lot um, in this in this offense with these receivers they have. So this is a proven year for him uh, and probably his last year as a, as a Giant. All right. Uh, Give me your one, two, three, four, Sal. Give me your one, two, three, four in the division. I don't, I'll tell you, minus three. Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, Commanders, or whatever whatever they're called. Oh, really? You think Commies in in last place? Yeah, yeah. uh, Hmm. Seven, they struggle to get seven, I think. Yeah. Huh. All right. I, I, I am intrigued as ever by the NFC East. I am getting close to maybe going against the Cowboys. I'm dipping in now. We have our text chain with our mutual pal, Jeff Schwartz, who's one of the few human beings who yeah. can actually talk about offensive line play. I, you know, I feel like the Cowboys offensive line, it's one of those things that we've just for a decade now assumed. Hey, what position of strength? I don't know if it's a position of strength. Oh, it's not good. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. No, it's the, not. The idea no, but that I, like the Cowboys, it's funny. 
I think I feel the same way. You should probably feel the same way about the Steelers defense. Like everyone uh, automatically puts them in the top three when they were last in the league. I'm not just right. saying this because you brought up my Cowboys, but they're last in the league against the run. They have some blue chippers out there. They have a guy who could be defensive player of the year every year, right? They have Watt, they have Fitzpatrick, they have Hayward. They got all those guys. But um, as a unit, you you know, and the Cowboys the same way. It's like, hey, Lake Collins, all gone. All these guys are gone. The guys they you uh, raved about um, for years are in their mid thirties. So it's going to be tough uh, that offensive line to hold. But the, my, what my big reason with the these teams that really righted the ship on paper, the Eagles, the Chargers, all of them. If you look at free agent pickups and draft and everything else, they couldn't do anything wrong. It doesn't always add up, uh, and it certainly doesn't add up if there's still a question mark at the guy taking the snaps. That That's the only thing I'm I'm banking on with the Eagles coming in second in the division. It, it, it's fair, I, uh, but I also think that to to the point that we're both making, I think that it, it's, it's a slow turn for division foes. Like, mm-hmm. the reason I'm down on the Chiefs this year, and Kevin Hench is down on the Chiefs as well, minus three is all on – not necessarily all in on any team. I'm, I'm a Chargers guy at this point in that division. But the rest of the AFC West has kind of not just upgraded, but they've upgraded specifically to take away what the Chiefs want to do. And I feel like I mean, that pass rush in Washington, if they're healthy this year, and in Philly, like, I, I don't know. The, and well, that's the a question that, mark, right? Washington's defense went from one of the best to one of the worst. So which one shows up, um, right, in 20, 2022? The defensive line just disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, and they're not really healthy to start the season. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting, going to be exciting. Real quick, guys, uh, Hall of Fame. I didn't catch a lot of the festivities. Every time I turned it on, someone was speaking about cancer. Um, and I was like, I, I, can't, I, I can't. I just can't do this right now. But next year, pick one. Obviously, more than one could go. Darrell Rivas, Andre Johnson, Dwight Freeney, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, Torrey Holt. Boy, we've had a, a few of those on uh, right here on Extra Points. We've talked to a few of those fellas. Pick one, Martin. Who do you think goes? Uh, my heart says Rivas just from I remember watching him as a kid thinking that he was the best cornerback in the league, and that's why he was able to be like a, the mercenary that he was mm-hmm. uh, up until he lost it. But uh, – my mind says Joe Thomas because he's still front-facing and played for so long for such a bad team that people yeah. are going to want to reward him in some way. I'm with you. I, I, if I have to pick one name, it's Joe Thomas. He played all 167 games before torn tricep ended it all. I think he, he held the record. He has the unofficial record for consecutive snaps, 10,363 and 10 Pro Bowls. I feel like he did more than you could ask of anybody at that position. Shaq, which way are you going? Well, first of all, the ongoing glut at wide receiver is only going to get worse. Yeah. Reggie Wayne still has to get in. It's looking like Heinz Ward just is never going to get in, and at least in the next 15, 20 years. Torrey Holt belongs in. It's crazy. Let's get our he, guy Torrey Holt in. Yeah, Andre right? Johnson has to go. It's all loco, but I think you just hit on, like, if I had the bet on one guy definitely getting in, it's Joe Thomas this year. And it's mm. – I, I it just is so unsatisfying to me. Nothing against him, but 
Who the hell knows anything about who's a good offensive lineman? As I always will tell you, it is the most pretentious thing that football fans talk about. It's like, well, that guy, dominant left tackle. What the hell do you know? Well, Am because I- you can't put a metric on it, right? You know, you know, 2000 yard season is great for a running back, but you don't know what a good record is, you know, for, for alignment other than, you know, sacks allowed, but consecutive snaps played for a guy who we see, we right. see every four games, a, a, a left tackle go down. 10,363. The there are so many. Here's, here's Dave getting up on Mount Pius to condescend to people. This ongoing now, it's a, you know you could see it coming a mile away, and, and it's arrived now in the last two years or so. Aaron Donald, the greatest defensive player in pro football history? Maybe, but the debate about the, the casual football fans have like, oh, yeah, best ever, AD 99. Like, you don't know what the hell you're even talking about. You sit and watch tape. And you, no. if without the without the counsel of the analyst on TV or otherwise, you just rando football fan are divining that that's the best defensive tackle I've ever seen. No, right. I don't that's buy true. it. You People are focused on their fantasy players, and that's it. I mean, it is true. I don't know what it you're even true. talking about shooting yeah. your mouth off who you See, think Martin, is the best. Martin, Martin don't shoot your mouth off. He's talking to you. I don't know why. Man, you know what? Kyle Lowry might be talking to us right now. No. It just, just came off, just came across the wire. Kyle Lowry on being called thick. It used to bother me a lot. It used to get to me. It used to really get to me. And I'm like, wow. We didn't but have you seen Vogelbach? Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> is get he off on my the back. Zoom? What is going on here? All right. I don't know. Uh, it just came across the wire. That and Jameis Winston had an ankle injury, which they're being tended to right now. So oh, I'm that sucks. On the verge of tears. That sucks. He's my long shot MVP. That's not good. Verge of tears. Yeah, just, and, and Tucker I just gets. Don't, uh, oh, you're on the verge another, of tears. Oh, I thought he. Yeah, was. I don't want another. I don't want another season like we've had here. Like, like if I have to hear Taysom oh, Hill may play quarterback ever again, I, I, something drastic may occur. Uh, I don't worry about it, babe. <laughs> All right, babe. That was a good hour. Uh, it felt like 55 years. I want to remind everyone: you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. 